I'm hitting record now, and now we're going to pretend like we were going to be talking about something really interesting, and that like the producer or something hit record. We don't talk about anything. Wait. All right. And then like blah blah blah. My <laughs> dogs did something funny. Um, blah blah blah. <laughs> so, Hilarious. <laughs> sexual innuendo about Omar. <laughs> oh, you. Oh, you're making me blush. It's it's not in, innuendo. Uh, <laughs> true. Oh, uh, Rob angry at some sort of Disney live action situation. And... There's another one. Have you have you seen the Peter Pan movie yet? I haven't seen it yet. I liked it. What? I enjoyed it. Did you? The uh, see now we're going down a rabbit hole that I was trying to just be like fast and quick here, but um, uh, yes, there there was something. Jude Law was great as Hook. Um. Oh, okay. I, th- I remember that. And then, uh, she's not on. I caught a hooky. Yeah. And the, uh, I don't, I forget her name. The, uh, the Indian or Native American or what, indigenous? Tiger Lily. Tiger, yeah, Tiger Lily is like, she's in, not in it very long, but like, she's kind of a badass. Um, cool. I, we watched it the other night. I, yeah, I enjoyed it. What about Rufio? Is he in there? <sighs> Probably. I don't know. Rufio, I don't... Rufio, Rufio. Yeah, I believe so. Oh. Yeah. Probably. Smee so. is, uh, uh, what's his name? Comedian that talk, talks about Hot Pockets. All the time. Ralphie May? Oh, I don't. No, he's like a, he's, he's, uh, <laughs> he's like a huge comedian, blonde guy. He, he's clean. Like, he doesn't really swear in his comedy stuff, but he's like a big star. Oh, the, the, um, the one who's always talking about his family. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know who you mean. Either way. He's the perfect Smee, actually. I have no idea who you're talking about. I know who you mean. I can't think of his name. But you know what I do know? Mm. That this is the Give Me Five podcast. Jim Gaffigan. You son of a... That's it. Yeah, okay, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. It's the podcast that we're doing here. Go. (laughs) (laughs) Episode 279. Brought to you by the Give Me Five podcast page. podcast you know by now that it's a semi-entertaining show about some very entertaining things we talk about pop culture entertainment news movies music books florida kind of whatever catches our eye my name is klatu i'm joined by verata uh, do you remember Hello. oh it's you and yeah. <laughs> swear to god if you open up a gate to hell anywhere in my house i'm gonna be so pissed off at you i just got this place insured this week, we are going to be talking about Evil Dead Rise. That's something that's rising for you. Oh, yeah, oh, you do. Renfield, Clerks 3, Citadel, and Return of the Jedi, the 40th anniversary. Remember when we used to make mistakes and we would, like, you know, stop and start over? I, I don't know what that means. I don't and now that. we just are like, well, for, it was like a year or so. F it. Keep going. They'll forget about it. Yeah. Well, what's more important, the intro to the show or remembering Jim Gaffigan's name? True, true. Uh, I'm going to go with remembering the thing we were talking about and just plowing there was one time that, that I'm going to plow. There was one time that a certain host of the show, <laughs> a certain host of the show that's that's um, is currently speaking to me on here, uh, is uh, he said something about like having sex with children by accident just because of the word <laughs> the, the wording got twi- got twisted around. The the way it came out was not the way that it was intended, and I was like, "Oh God!" I, I, he just he threw the word "fucking" in there just to like emphasize something, but it made it sound like he was talking about fucking children, not ah oh, fucking children, like that. And that was that was quite the edit. We'll just say that. Well, was it intended? That not intended. You shut your mouth, Omar. That's what I thought. <laughs> oh God. Fair enough. Uh, anyway, uh, spoilers, Omar. Tell us all about spoilers. Okay, we're going to spoil everything. We Wait, no, wait. Yeah, Hold we on. are. That's not what it says here. That's not what it says here. It says this is a review show. 
So in the course of reviewing things, occasionally we spoil things. Don't be a bitch. Um, yeah, just go with it. If we're if we're talking about something that you really, really are into and you would hate the world if it was spoiled for you, then just maybe come back or like skip that little section. Um, we usually skip really big plot twists, although I have heard a rumor that there will be some pretty big spoilers for Clerks 3. Maybe come back. Do, 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 do. <laughs> PG comeback. Um, so yeah, spoilers. D- d- just, just so you know, you're, you're heading down a spoilery road. In fairness. Yeah. Clerks 3 has been out for over a year, though, so. Oh, has it really? Okay, fair enough. Yeah, I, didn't I, was, I was surprised, too. Um, does anybody have any news? I have like two little things. Yeah, you do. <laughs> and then one big one in the middle. Um, <laughs> so these are at the moment they're they're just kind of quick blurbs, but they're going to be. I, I imagine they'll be talked about um, a lot on on our show. Uh, the first one is there's a little blurb on. I love Nerdist. It's such a great site. Uh, the Boys season four. A, I'm so excited. B, the rest of that headline says, includes the most bizarre Homelander scene. So here's the thing. That show is already weird as hell. And we have seen every manner of craziness on that show. So how much more could it get? Like how much more bizarre? Now I know this is specific to Homelander, but there's some weird stuff with him too. I'm very excited and I'm I'm very curious to know like what people think it's going to be. And now I have not read the comic so I don't I don't know. Um another one that I'm very excited about that I didn't even know was coming. Um No, nothing. No one's making a coming joke. Okay, that's fine. Um <laughs> Apparently Ridley Scott is doing a sequel to the movie Gladiator. No. Which is No, I I'm Curious and and concerned. Same. All at the same time, because Gladiator was such a good movie, and the way it ended, I'm like, how do you? I mean, the two main characters die. How do you? How do you do a sequel to that? Well, it was a perfect. The movie was perfect as is. It was. It was perfectly encapsulated. Meaning that there there was no necessary sequel. Is is this like Spaceballs two, the search for more money? Is that what's going on? <laughs> well, here's the thing though. It's Ridley Scott, and he's really, really good at what he does. Well I'm not disputing that. So I yeah, no no no, I know. I'm just saying like I'm cool with this because because it's Ridley Scott. You're down with the sick and the person who is is in this particular headline, the whole headline is Pedro Pascal joins Ridley Scott's Gladiator sequel. So the Mandalorian himself is who you know he's just awesome. So that's like I a hope double whammy. I hope he finds a like a baby lion in one of the fighting pits and decides to carry it around in a little satchel. Mm-hmm. So and then it becomes the Lion King. No, Wait, no, because like it, he's he's real. Pedro Pascal <laughs> is really really good at like. Like protecting small children, Yodas, lions, whatever, etc. That's fair. You make a fair so point. So here's my thought about that, Ridley Scott. Uh, so it, the okay, it being called Gladiator Two, I hope they don't do because that seems really chintzy. Because Gladiator yeah. was one of those action movies um, that trans Gladiator Two: The Search for Peace. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> search for pieces so. of uh, the Christians. The search for freedom. <laughs> Yeah, like, oh, nice. so, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it, the two on there just kind of seems weird, partially because of what you guys were talking about, because it was a very concise, well done movie. And it's just throwing a two on there kind of would be weird. I would right. not mind necessarily if it was something in the same world. Obviously, it's like supposed to be the real world, but, you know, like something in the same era so where you know it's part of the same universe, so to speak. But, it doesn't remake the original. It doesn't use many of the characters. You know, it could be 
another time period because it's not like there aren't thousands of years to pull from like how long were gladiator battles going um i know you watch those weird gladiator those weird gladiator movies late at night when you close the door and lock it and i hear weird noises yeah those are different those are different gladiator movies those don't apply here uh i thought yeah i mean voting up on history there's oh i see what you did pow nicely done um there's a few hundred years that that so like okay so you make a good point when when they say gladiator sequel are we talking about still with emperor commodus or like is it go beyond that like what what exactly is a sequel about it well, what was what was the timeline of the roman empire well okay so the roman empire ends in like the year 436 or something 470 in the 400s um and it depending on what you're talking about if you're talking about the roman republic or the roman empire or like the beginnings of rome you're talking about a few hundred years before like BC all the way to 479 AD. So not quite a thousand years necessarily, okay, but, but a long time, but at least a solid but, 600. Sure. Yes. And the time period for Marcus Aurelius, which was the, uh, he was the, the father at the beginning of gladiator. Um, that's kind of like at the height of the Roman empire. I think Marcus Aurelius was, well, the, the Roman, the Colosseum was already built. So that would be like in the early AD years because the Colosseum was like right around then too. So um, there's still another couple of hundred years of potential Roman history to deal with if it's happening, if the sequel, hap- if it's not some sort of prequel, if, if that makes sense. Well, so there's another so, there's mean, another like two or three hundred years of of history that they could pull from. I guess potentially they could tell a completely different Gladiator story, but the fact that that they're talking about Gladiator Two as a sequel concerns me that they're going to link it to the original story, which I really don't think it needs to be done. Um, but you could absolutely just tell another Gladiator story. Hopefully, you'd change it up a little bit, and it wouldn't be like the guy forced it. I mean, but that's pretty much how all Gladiator bizarre right i mean the guy's captured he's forced in whether he's tricked or whatever and he's got to fight his way right she's like a gladiator version of like john wick where he wants to go in there (laughs) yeah that's a good point well there's there there (laughs) were there were actually a lot of gladiators who wanted to go in just because they were were like the rock stars of their time anyway looking forward to that i didn't even know it was a thing until I saw Pedro Pascal's attached to it, and now it's like a double whammy because he's, you know, he's awesome. It's exciting. It's very exciting. And I'm I'm excited about a couple of games coming out. I don't know that I'll play them, but you know, I I will definitely watch some some video of people playing. I'll probably watch a couple of friends playing the games. But uh, Jedi Last Last Survivor came out. I've been playing it. I was going to say I know fun. one of our hosts is playing it, so hopefully we'll get an update on that well, maybe next week when he's got apparently under his belt. Apparently, I'm not the only person that was playing it because to just download the freaking like patch when you first get it, I put it in. I watched some of the draft. I went back. Yeah, it had, yeah, I did. I, I I put it in, and it took me an hour before I was finished. <laughs> it took like well no, over an hour to download. That's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> Two truths and a lie. Yes, you put it in. <laughs> <laughs> No, I uh, it, it did take a very long time to download. People have been pissed off online. The uh, so far, yeah, it's when you go back to a game, you start playing it again after not playing it for a while. There's certain things that like <clears throat> that you start remembering from the original, and the original was always like there was a whole lot of you're just about to get to your the point where you need to go, and then the platform you would standing would get like blown up, and you'd slide down it and fall, and you have to like climb back up a building. Um, and that's how a lot of the levels were. Uh, the first level I did get pretty far on in the short amount of time I played it. It is the underground of Coruscant, and it's awesome. It's exactly what you want it to be. Oh, oh that's cool. Like, you're kind of in, like, a mid-range, so you can actually still fall if you wanted to die. But, like, you can see all these pipes and stuff. There's You go through a meat processing plant and has all, like, uh, it's processing. Greg's meat. no stranger to that. <laughs> he processes Sorry. a lot of meat. <laughs> 
I got nothing to say about that. But yeah, she goes through a, a meat processing plant, and of course, you have the like the giant like heaters that are cooking the meat, and it, it's so far it's really fun. It's it's pretty. It's you know, it's all the things I want. The sword, the sword, or uh, the lightsaber stuff seems to have been reimagined. So you actually really have to pay attention to what who you're fighting and where you're swinging. And it's and they now have like a a block meter, so it's not like you have to. They can't. The bad guys can't block forever because their meter goes down. But of course, as you're hacking away at them, your they're own hacking back. Uh, that too, but their your own like life or energy or force sense is like weakening. So you don't want to just like it, it's like uh, Mike Tyson's punch out in a way. You don't really get tired, but you know your your own. You can't just b- beat up on people. So so far, it's fun. Nice. So there's awesome. that, and then there's a. Uh... But Final Fantasy 16 is coming out uh, next month, I believe, in June. 16. Um, and I, I've gotten back into Final Fantasy 14, the online game, and I, I, I gotta stop spending money because I have found some new addictions. And I, Greg, I've gotten comic books. <laughs> I have gone absolutely crazy with the uh, Darkwing Duck comics. Uh, it's a new, it's a new. Uh, <laughs> A new comic that just started up in this year, I believe. Um, there are four issues in, and I've been like hunting down like the variant covers and shit. Man, freshman then, year of high school, I went to Walmart to get my school supplies and left with a three pack of X Men comics. And <laughs> now I had to, in literally this weekend, I had to get a uh, storage unit to put like eight comic book boxes in. Yeah, that's insane. I, in the last couple of weeks, I have literally doubled my comic. Holy crap. Um, because I've also, in addition, well, in addition to that, they've also put out a new line of comic for the 90s cartoon Gargoyles. So you've got Darkwing Duck, you've got Gargoyles. They've also put out a line of comics for Saturday Morning Adventures featuring uh, the 80s, the late 80s, early 90s Dungeons and Dragons. Um, and I've also been collecting the I've been collecting comic book covers that feature my favorite comic character, which is Phoenix slash Dark Phoenix. So I feel like we've bored Omar here a little bit. Yeah, um, talk about Omar. talk about the talk about the erotic comic book involving the uh, Disney's gummy bears. <laughs> to get him back. Yes, that uh, that one with uh, Sunny. <laughs> I, I actually saved that one for Greg. It's going to be you. for his birthday next year. Thank you. Thank you. I can't do this with you people, really. <laughs> well, why don't we move into our topics? Uh, that's a good idea. Uh, um, what do we want to what start? What are we tackling? Uh, do we want to end with Evil Dead? Yeah, sure. Probably. Let me just talk about uh, Jedi. Yeah, I was going to say, yes. why don't you hit us with Jedi, Greg? Uh, Return of the Jedi. Have you heard of that movie? Anyone? No. No. Never heard of it. Return of the Jedi. It is a uh, a Star Wars film. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've heard uh, of this. It, uh, it originally yes, yeah. It originally came out in um, oddly enough May of 1983. Uh, this being Whoa. April of 1983, uh, 2023. Uh, they it, it re-released actually... it. Oh, gotcha. They re-released it for the 40th anniversary. Uh, when I was when I got the ticket for this, we were going to bring my kid. We are, we did bring my kid. And I mistakenly was like, wow, I haven't seen this in the theater since 1983. Weird little story here. I saw this movie alone in the theater with three, with two of my friends. Uh, in 83? Yep. My parents let me go to a movie theater alone with two kids my age. Actually, they were one year older than me because um, I started school early. So they were, they were probably one year older than me. Six. I was six, and they were seven. Now, the weird thing was was that it was at a – they were doing one of those flea markets in the parking lot of the theater, and I was just bored. <laughs> and my parent and my mom just sent me into the theater, like, get me to stop bothering them. But still, it was a different time period. <laughs> it was so different back then. Yeah. yeah. I did also see the re-releases in the 90s, so I do believe that that is uh, – at least in the theater. Obviously, I've seen Jedi a thousand times. Um, so it is directed by Richard Marquand, which is probably one of those things that people wouldn't know the answer to that. I, <laughs> I actually did not. Know that. 
Yeah. I did not know that. I, I thought it was the dude that directed Empire, but um, it is not. Um, uh, it is starring the same people who started it in 1983 and also some sort of digital singing dog creature with a big tongue. Um, uh, okay. Because they added the – it is the one with some of the digital stuff added, although it's weird because some of the digital stuff was added for, like, the 3D release. And so it still does the thing where, like, the tongue comes out and all that, but, like, it doesn't entirely make sense, like, as to why it's, like, like spittle yeah, or something and, is, like, hanging in the middle of the screen. And, and I've talked about that in the past where they, they do stuff specifically for a 3D movie, but it's completely lost when the movie is not 3D and you're like – Someone gets punched in the face and their teeth come flying like towards the camera or something and like eh. uh so the official synopsis after rescuing Han Solo from Jabba the Hutt, the rebels attempt to destroy the second Death Star while Luke struggles to help Darth Vader back to the dark side or back from the dark side. It's about uh-huh. right. So obviously I don't need to really talk about too much here, but it was very interesting seeing it on the big screen. Uh seeing a movie that you know inside and out and that you love on the big screen again, it's a kind of a cool experience. Um, witnessing it with other people, you kind of don't know when people are going to react at things. You don't know, and it's it's always weird going into a movie theater when you like already know exactly what's going to happen in the movie because the excitement is like kind of gone. But I don't know; it's just a cool experience. Uh, you can definitely see the flaws. I was going to say, how does it hold up? I mean, there's definitely there there's a lot of things that you you start seeing. Um, like, for example, there's a lot of uh, aliasing or fringing, which is fringing is like when they try to pull the green screen, but they don't do it right. So it gets either like digital squares kind of around things up, really? or or like a partially transparent feathering around Im- items. So and like, you were telling me about that with the X-Wing. That's right. So like there's a there's a shot um, right yeah, as they're amassing the, the rebel fleet about to attack the Death Star and they – there, I forget exactly what happens. I think it's right when the um, when Han's team gets like captured, and I think they cut back. And it's not that it's a trap part, but they show the Millennium There's Falcon kind of. They like the music goes to like chase mode, and they do this thing where they like follow the Millennium Falcon through like the fleet. And at a certain point, you see this X-wing fly like where the back of the. What's behind the X-wing is one of the the big round uh, calamari cruisers, the one with like all like the bulbous kind of like, you know, like modules on it, kind of. Right, right. And you see the um, the X-wing looks like someone took a JPEG of an X-wing and then just kind of like moving around by hand because you can actually see like a black square around it, which I never noticed before. It's it's like only there for a short while, but it's weird. Um, you see a lot of that kind of stuff on the feet of the ATSTs, and it's not so much that I'm surprised that it was like that because I mean this is. 40 years ago and with right. but the fact that they've cleaned it up a bunch of times and like that cleanup is like a one click situation now like fixing that kind of stuff um so it's it that part was definitely interesting uh it on the big screen it definitely reveals who's like a really good actor and actress like like Leia is really really good <laughs> like Carrie Fitt, like, Oh that's fair yeah uh like it's the scenes between her and Han, like when you see it on the big screen, like when she's talking to him at the end and he thinks that she's in love with Luke. And she's like, oh, no, it's not like that. Like amazing acting for um, you. People are now freaking out because of the they have made it canon, I believe. So remember the when they capture all of the rebels? um. And there's one dude he's wearing – he's actually a, a good guy, but he's wearing like half of a speeder bike uniform. Okay. And he's kind of standing – he's center screen top to bottom but a little bit to the right. And um, he has a big white fluffy beard. Uh, he is okay. actually he is actually Rex from the Clone Wars. Really? So like some fans were like – so remember when they aged Rex and they put him in certain – I forget which, which show it was. Like the older version of Rex. I think it was, what, Rebels? No. Was it Rebels? Bad Batch? No, it was before Bad Batch. It had to be Rebels, I guess. But he looked just like this guy, and of course fans were like, oh, check it out. It looked That guy from Jedi looks like him. So Disney um, decided, and Lucasfilm, whatever, decided to actually make him be Rex um, by canon. And so it's just kind of interesting seeing that again with on, on the big screen because you can see him a little more prominently. 
That's kind of cool. That's interesting. Yeah. But I don't know if it's still in the theater. I think it made it was only in like 200 theaters. It made five million dollars to add to its wow. total. Um, it's um, supposed to be till May the fourth. Oh, okay. So I, if you like those movies, I suggest it. It's just a cool experience, especially if you've never seen them in the theater. <clears throat> I, gosh, I haven't seen it in the theater since eighty. I know it's on Disney I think, Plus. I, I think it came back it. out again in like eighty five or eighty six or something like that. It came out in the nineties when they added all the digital stuff. Right. Was like yeah, okay. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, maybe that's what I'm thinking of. It was, uh, like ninety seven or something. It was. I think they did like all three of them in one year, but not at the same time. I think it was like ninety six or ninety seven. It was when we were in college. Okay. I'm pretty sure it was a a, a late eighties thing as well. At some point, but it doesn't really matter. Yeah, I well, they had, they had a couple of re-releases. So. Yeah. yeah, that's fair. But that's awesome. I, that's for, something for you that... youngsters out there, because I know there's youngsters listening. Not really, mm-hmm. but uh, <laughs> remember when we saw Star Wars in the theater? When we weren't in the theater, it was gone to us. It wasn't like you could just download it or buy it on VHS. Like it took years for that type of stuff to come out. And they also did limited releases too. So if you didn't. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, when you're a kid and you're like, but mom, you have to buy it for me because, uh, you know, it's going to go away. Well, that was actually true with like Disney movies and other big releases. Like it would go away. And if you right. didn't, there was a, there, you had a window and that was it. Yeah. Yeah. And if you didn't have a friend who bought it, then you didn't see it. So. You had to wait for it to show up on HBO. And oddly yeah. enough, I had a conversation with uh, with a coworker today who, who's a little bit younger than me, but was talking about a movie that she had just recently seen. She had never seen, and she she just saw My Cousin Vinny for the first time. I'm like, such a great movie! Oh, that's so awesome! So yeah, it's it, it's fun when when people discover stuff that you know, like it's such a good movie. I don't. That's why we do what we do. Yeah, to help people discover stuff, and I'm not entirely sure why Omar does it. I think he does it to. Uh... I don't know. For the for the money and fame. For the thrill. License for the thrill. To thrill. <laughs> nice. To finally talk to our people in Fiji. <laughs> the good people of the islands of the Fiji. Yes. Fiji okay. come back. Ooh, yep. doo, 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 doo. So uh, someone else talk about something. Omar's gonna talk about Citadel. I am? Okay. That's cool. Um Let's see. What is Citadel? I haven't actually seen it. No, I'm joking. I'm kidding. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Um, Citadel is, it's actually really good. It's on Amazon Prime. Um, It's, it's being released weekly. It's it's only on episode two at this point. Uh, The first episode, uh, the first episode was 428. So that would be, I didn't even Friday. check on on what day it is. Yeah, Fridays. Um, it stars Richard Madden, who was uh, Rob Stark. Um, Priyanka Chopra Jones. Jonas? Jonas? Uh, Stanley Tucci, who plays a, a badass character. Stanley Stan. Tucci's awesome. He's Yeah, he's amazing. Um, Ashley Cummings. Roland Moeller, who looks... I believe he's the French guy from uh, The Boys. Um, I haven't Frenchie. seen him yet. Frenchy. Um, Osi Ikilhe. Uh, oh my gosh. Kowlin Springall, Leslie Manville, Moira Kelly. And there's a lot. So I'm just going to stop at Nikki Amuka Bird. Okay. So the Citadel. Is basically it's like a um, it's a spy agency essentially. Um, it's it it at the beginning we see like the fall of the citadel, like that's like the opening sequence, and the m- the memories of whatever agents are still alive are wiped out. And now there's a powerful syndicate that you learn about right at the very beginning called Manticore, and now it's rising in to fill to fill in the void. But it's interesting because when you first are watching. When the when the show starts in the first those first few minutes, you don't know who's good and who's bad. Like I can't really tell if you know Rob Stark, our hero, is with the Citadel or not. Like you have to kind of watch it for a minute to kind of figure out what's what. Um, and then 
The basic premise is, can the Citadel agents recollect their past and summon the strength to fight back? So that's the whole premise. Um, it's very cool. It has elements of, uh, of like Mission Impossible, like it's all over the world. Um, and there's some like secret thing and you have to fight this thing that's like more powerful than you. Um, there's some really cool, I I really like, there's some really cool camera shots and like interesting angles and things like that, that they do or like split screen kind of things that are, are modern. Is that the right word? Just kind of like updated, interesting things. Um, very cool action sequences, actually. Like some of the, like there's a kick-ass one at the beginning of the, um, of the show when you're trying to figure out who the Richard Madden character, um, uh, Rob Stark, when you try to figure out like what's going on and who he is, he, there's like a fight and he's like in the bathroom of this train and, uh, it's just really, really well done. Like it's, it's kick-ass, kick-ass action sequences that are, um, they're just very, very well choreographed. I mean, I'm, I'm watching them going, okay, you're, you're not getting up after that. Like there's no way, <laughs> but, but it doesn't matter. Like you suspend disbelief and watch it and it's, it's pretty cool. Um, I love the spy thing that has like the high tech gadgets and stuff. And this is all about that. Um, the, the Stanley Tucci character, when you f- find out like, I don't want to spoil this one because it's it's done very very well. When you find out like who he really is, like what his real purpose is, there's a scene where he's in this cool like jeep kind of thing. Um, no, more of an SUV kind of thing, and he's like talking to a computer, and it's like doing things. It's almost like a Knight Rider kit kind of a thing. Not not quite, but. It's very cool. So it's 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 very stylized. It's up on the gadgets. The interesting thing too was the tone. At first, I thought it was kind of more playful, like almost more of a Mr. and Mrs. Smith, if you remember that one, type of playful spy thing. That, um, that was kind of the vibe that I got when I saw the trailer, was that it was kind of like a Mr. and Mrs. Smith kind of thing. I think it will get more, like the first episode it starts off a little bit like that between the Richard Madden character and the Priyanka Chopra Jonas character. Um, and then things go, you know, South and things actually get very heavy. And Stanley Tucci is like a badass, uh, for example. And when you learn a little bit more about Manticore, um, this isn't really much of a spoiler because it's in the first episode. You see like the prime minister of England and she's talking to, I think it's like, I think it was the Secretary of State from the United States. And she's like asking him to do something. And he's like, well, I'm not, I'm not in Manticore anymore. And she's like, well, would you like us to put a bomb on your daughter's airplane when she flies home from Oxford tomorrow? Or should we bury your, should we kidnap your wife and bury her alive in my rose garden? And you're like, oh shit, this is like, <laughs> this got dark really fast. Like, what the hell? Um, so Manticore's not fucking around. Like it's a very serious thing. Um, but I, I definitely recommend it. It is very enjoyable. It's very, it's interesting. It's well done. It's not the most original thing I've ever seen, but it is, there's a lot of cool, like clever twists. And I think the show as it winds through the next eight episodes or so, I think, I think there's a lot that's, I think there's a lot that's going to happen here. I think I think it'll be very very worth the ride, and I look forward to like revisiting after the 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 series the the, the season ends. Um, it's again Amazon Prime. I absolutely recommend jumping on it. If you're somebody who doesn't mind waiting a week, you're only two episodes in. If you like to just kind of binge it all, I would wait maybe another three or four weeks, maybe a month or so, and then kind of binge it all at once. But either way, I, 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 if you like spy type stuff, I, I can't imagine that you'll be disappointed. And uh, Richard Madden, uh, you know Rob Stark, he's he's really good. He's a really badass, you know, fighter. Whatever. There's a couple of times where he tries to do like he's doing like an American accent, and occasionally I'm like, mm, no, you need a little bit of acting work on that. But that's not the point. It's 
you get over that very quickly. It's 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 a kick-ass movie. I highly recommend it. I mean, show. I'm sorry. I, I definitely, definitely recommend it. I'm intrigued. Nice. Yeah, yeah. No, I, it's good. And like I said, I mean, I wanted to watch it. So, I mean, that that uh, just heightened my desire to check it out. Um, I'll Are you saying I would love Omar, to... Omar heightened your desire? <laughs> yeah, he did. yeah, he did. I, I'd love to, to revisit it when when you know after the 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 season ends and to get your take on it as well more than happy to revisit it after his desire is no longer after his desire is um quenched sated (laughs) what's the word i'm looking for let me get get my thesaurus out has erupted (laughs) yes climax there so is. what you're saying is we <laughs> we talked about this prematurely. Ah, uh, for you. <laughs> so I'm going to move on, and Please. and I'm going to talk about Renfield, which That's was a... actually released on March 30th of this year, 2023. It's directed by Chris McKay. It does star Nicholas Holt uh, as the title character Renfield. It also has Nicholas Cage, Aquafina, Ben Schwartz, Shohrei. Ag- Agdashlu. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. You you know her. You you've heard her voice before. She's that really uh the really smoky smoky sounding voice. Um uh kind of uh she usually plays like an Arab character or something like that. Oh, um, I, I know you're talking about. Yeah. She's she's older, right? Yeah. She's the yeah, she was the in uh the expanse. She okay. was the. She was. Oh, you don't know that. I think Omar. Yes, that. she was the leader of. She the, was the president. Yeah, or whatever. Yeah. yeah, she's awesome. She's uh, yeah. she's really good. She's good. Uh, Brandon Scott Jones, Adrian Martinez, Camille Chen, Bess Roos, uh, Jenna Cannell. There's a lot of people in this. I cut it off as well. Um, and it's uh, Renfield is Dracula's henchman. Basically, he's his meat puppet. Um, he's. He's an inmate at the lunatic asylum for decades. Uh, he longs for a life away from the count and his various demands. He, and basically all of the tasks and bloodshed and horrible things that he has to do for Dracula. Um, cleaning up his messes. And, you know, he talks about it being like a, a ongoing cycle where, you know, Dracula gets more powerful the more people that he eats. And then he gets so powerful that he does something stupid and everybody comes at him. And then, you know, he, he kills everybody off. But, you know, he ends up having to recuperate for like decades and the cycle begins again. So he builds up his power and then he does something stupid and outs himself <laughs> and everybody comes comes to try and kill him. And he almost dies. And then. He's got to rebuild his power. Um, the movie is entertaining. I, I'm not sure I'd pay again to see it in the theater, but I didn't hate myself for going to see it. Uh, Jen and I both really enjoyed it. If you, you you kind of felt for Renfield as he's trapped, longing for the life that he traded away. We we rooted against Dracula and the magnificent Nicolas Cage, who was supremely sublime. Well, all right, maybe that's overstating it, but I did. <laughs> I did enjoy his portrayal of Dracula. I know there are a lot of people who don't like Aquafina, but I, I gotta admit, the last several things that I've seen slash heard her in, I, I think she was great. Um, and I mean, I'm talking, I saw her in this, I liked her, I saw her in, uh, what, Shang-Chi, and I thought she was great in that movie as well. She did the voice of, um... The dragon. Uh, the dragon from Raya and yeah. the Last Dragon. Starts with an S. I'm drawing a blank. Shifu or something? Yes. Why did I remember that? No, that's <laughs> Chief Shifu. Shifu is from uh, Kung Fu Panda. Oh, I didn't remember it. I'm looking it up. Continue. So, um, I mean, they they had some they had some nice little bits of the story. Like Renfield gets his he he has supernatural power, but it it doesn't. Sisu, Sisu that's it. It doesn't stay with him. Um, but to get his power, he basically has to eat bugs. So it's kind of funny where, you know, at times he like sees cockroaches or he sees a spider or something and, and, you know, he gets in situations where he needs it and they'll just snatch it up and eat it. It's like, ew, but okay. Um, the interaction between him and Aquafina was, was really kind of heartwarming. The, the fight scenes are surprisingly good. 
I mean, I'm talking almost like Kill Bill style, where things are like way over the top and and excessively gory, but kind of funny. Um, the uh, there's this whole interaction between Renfield and his his self help people, and you see a lot of that in the trailers. And a lot of the funny lines you, you actually find in the trailers where he's like, yes, until he reaches his full power. And he's like, yes, exactly, until he reaches his full power. It's so weird that you would say it like that. But yes, that's exactly it. And, and um, you know, the interactions between them and and what happens when Dracula finds out that he's going to the support group. And, I mean, I don't want to ruin so much of it <laughs> for you. Support group. Yeah, I, th- but there's, there's, there's a lot of blood. There's, there's a fair bit of comedy. Nicolas Cage is great. Uh, you know, the the acting in this movie was actually really good. I, I enjoyed it. It was fun. It, it's not really one that you have to see in the theater. But I, I would definitely recommend checking it out. It's... it's, it's I want to see it. It does seem like a fun movie. It, and it really was. <clears throat> and it's Nicolas Cage being Dracula. Like, that's awesome. True. How do you, you know. say yeah. Second Nicolas Cage vampire movie, correct? Is it? Yeah, the first one was... Uh, uh, saying more things I have to look up. I need to stop speaking. Mm. <laughs> was he the vampire and the vampire's assistant? Uh, no, uh, that was, that was uh, John Riley. Uh, there's Renfield, but there's... Uh, the only thing that's showing up, but it's there's been one other one. Vampire's Kiss. Oh, okay. Oh, I don't. I've never saw that one. A 1988 film. Oh. Okay. Starring Nicolas Cage, Maria Conchita Alonso. Wow. <laughs> that's awesome. Jennifer Beals. Uh. Yeah. John Michael Higgins. So. Cool. Okay. Uh, Clerks 3? Love it. Hit us up with some Clerks. Clerks 3. I saw Clerks in the theater. When we were growing up, we had that uh, very awesome theater that it was, I mean, kind of a crappy theater in general, but Shadowwood Theaters, where you, but they got all of the independent movies. Um, So I know you don't like it, but that's where I saw Blair Witch. That's where I saw Clerks 3, or Clerks 1, rather. There's still a theater there. Ooh. They updated um, the building, but... I went on a date there to see The Bodyguard, which that was fun. And it was one of the best dates of my life. (laughs) It was true. true. You were so well-behaved, though. I I figured romantic movie. I let you you eat some of my raisinets, and I thought something. (laughs) He held that popcorn bucket on his lap the whole movie, and you just (laughs) wouldn't eat any of it, right? And you had – you insisted on the hot butter – it was just dripping. Uh, <laughs> I knew that trick. I'm you not that you thought the tears were from the movie, but <laughs> yeah. they weren't. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> it was a little weird that every time Whitney Houston was on screen, he would just scream, Whitney! <laughs> it, was very, it was really awkward. It was very awkward. But She was on the screen know. like a lot, and he would just keep saying it. Just but, yell it over and over again. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway, Claire, uh, so we had this really cool theater. I saw Clerks there. It was awesome. It really, and it did, uh, it, uh, it awoke, it awoke something in me. And that was, uh, a love of, of film, an independent film. Cause this was also the same year yeah, as, uh, did. it was also the same year as like Pulp Fiction and a bunch of other stuff. So, uh, I, so I always have a little bit of a soft spot for Kevin Smith. I know that not everything he's done has been great. Um, and I know that sometimes he goes back to the well for some of his own, like, Kevin Smith-esque things. Um, but I happen to like him in general, too. Um, as I was saying before, look it up. It just came out today. Uh, there's a video of him talking to People Magazine for about 30 minutes about mental health, and it's really, really, really good. Um, he explains it in a way that, like, people that don't understand it, myself, like me, uh, can, like, they don't understand trauma can like understand it which i thought was really cool that Um, is very cool so anyway this came out uh over a year ago or actually a little less than a year ago september 13th 2022 it is directed by kevin smith uh the story is dante elias and 
Jay and Silent Bob are enlisted by Randall after a heart attack to make a movie about the convenience store that started it all. So Randall was the annoying dude that ran the video store next door. Uh, the video store is now actually a dispensary run by uh, Jay and Silent Bob, which makes all of the sense. <laughs> That's um, funny. <laughs> and uh, Randall has uh, so Randall has a heart attack, and upon coming Randall back, Randall was not the annoying. The annoying he was. One was done. No, I thought Randall was the annoying one. Like he, no. Randall. Well, Randall was the one that was like an asshole. Yeah, like but was, Dante was the one who I I couldn't I I couldn't stand watching the movie because it, a the acting was so bad, and B the he just kept going. I'm not even supposed to be here today. And I'm like, you know what? Shut the fuck up, you whiny bitch. That's a big Fair part enough. of this movie, actually. So, ba- yeah. they, so he has a heart attack. He comes to, and they, um, and he decides that he is he needs to uh, tell his life story. So he's going to do it via film. Now, remember, this is of course supposed to be taking place in a real world. So in this world, the Clerks movie never actually happened. So him telling his life story is basically him telling the Le- Le- Clerks movie, the Clerks movie. So the, a lot of the movie is them reshooting stuff from that's why I said on our chat like don't see it if you hated the first movie. No. Um, yeah. Cuz a lot of it is them like reshooting like you know, it, they don't waste time on it but the the original Clerks movie. Uh so you so do is this get like a, a meta thing? Yeah. Like kind of, but it's just interesting. It's it, okay. and it's like some of the bits, like the the, chew, the chewing gum guy stuff, like that. Right. The there's a whole thing where the the woman that apparently you know like don't suck any dicks on your way to the parking lot. Like, that, <laughs> like, like she is it, she's very very angry that that's going to be part of the script kind of thing. Um, it is very interesting seeing all these people again because the last time we saw them they were in their twenties. That's funny. Um, they were 22-ish, and now they're pushing 50, so you can definitely see some of them have uh, aged uh, either poorly or w- bad. Um, there's a ton of cameos. Kevin Smith has uh, – he's made a lot of friends in the industry. He's made some enemies, uh, particularly uh, Bruce Willis. But beyond that – Yeah, but Bruce Willis doesn't remember. Yeah, it's true, actually. Actually, he's got a – No, I think it's leading to – Is it I think so. now? I don't, really? I, don't, I think so. What Cosmo. What does he have with Bruce Willis, by the way? I don't know this story. When they did that cop movie, um, like it was like a buddy cop movie that he directed, oh, that Kevin Smith directed. Yeah. Uh, was Bruce that the Willis. one with uh, Tracy? Uh, yeah. Tracy Morgan? Uh, Bruce Willis was definitely like big timed him. Like, I'm Hollywood. You can't tell me what to do. And Kevin Smith. Interesting. Admittedly was like, well, I was a little bit of a stoner back then. Well, I don't even think he was yet. But he actually like w- pretended to be a stoner for most of his life, and only recently, like semi recently, got into it. But he, they, they were both in the wrong. But Bruce Willis was a dick about it, and Kevin Smith was like, "Dude, man, just relax." Like he, Kevin Smith was a little too casual about things, and Bruce Willis was too like, "You can't tell me what to do." He was too much. Yeah. So interesting. And at the end of the day, Kevin Smith admitted that he was a that he was a dumbass at times, and. Bruce Willis just was like, fuck you. <laughs> but, hmm. Anyway, uh, a lot of cameos. Fred Armisen is in it. Scott Mosier, he's the actually producer, but he Scott Mosier was the, uh, I forget if he was, the, no, he wasn't the egg guy. Well, either way, he was in, he was the original Clerks. Um, Melissa Benoist, who's Supergirl, and Chris Wood, who is uh, Melissa Benoist's husband, but they, they all met Kevin Smith while filming an episode of Supergirl that Kevin Smith got to write. Uh, Kate McCucci, Walt Flanagan, he was the egg guy. Um, Freddie Prinze Jr. and Sarah Michelle Gellar, uh, Michael Chiklis is in it, Anthony Michael Hall, Danny Trejo, um, who is the best actor that has ever acted. And um, that's this, not what you said the other day. That's no, it was. I believe that was uh, you. No, I remember you saying something about a bitch. I don't know. I don't remember the word you used, but it was something like that. I think I you. I think you said his bitch ass tattoo. <laughs> I, I think that's that's it. Thank you. That's what it was. No, I Greg, vaguely... I don't know what it is with you, man. He's fine. He's a nice guy. I'm sure he's a lovely, lovely human. I vaguely remember you saying that you don't <laughs> think he could beat you in a fight. Um, I don't. I don't know why you would say that. I don't. That doesn't ring a bell. But anyway, uh, <laughs> it, they 
a lot of these uh, cameos come in when they're doing a like one of those uh, montages of like people trying out for parts. So Danny Trejo does say, "I'm not even supposed to be here today," but in Spanish, um, which is fantastic. Uh, Amy Sedaris is in it. That is, uh, she's the ship repair person from uh, Mandalorian. The um, Ben Affleck, of course, Justin Long, Ethan Suppley is in it. Ethan Suppley was the uh, I. Sure, he hates being known as the person that was very big, but he was um, the the big offensive line dude in. Um, or no, I'm sorry, that wasn't him. Um, he was the big guy in Mallrats that couldn't see the sailboat in the thing. Um, he's also been in a bunch of other stuff, and he's lost a lot of weight, and he's like super ripped now, which is awesome. And of course, they have him trying out for his own part in that. So there's just little bits there that if you know a lot of the Kevin Smith movies, are they're funny. A few things that I, I very much laughed out loud at. Happens to be a very sad movie, though, partially because I remember seeing it in high school, and now I'm, like, old, and I see them all getting old, and then I'm like, well, I'm only four years younger than them. Um, so that's one aspect of it, but – so uh, there, here's your spoiler time. Um, the, whole, the whole point of this thing is between the friendship between Dante and Randall. So Dante is willing to do anything for Randall after his heart attack, and Randall's always been kind of a selfish dude. Randall uh, basically is tr- is trying to, like, because it's a Kevin Smith movie, like, explain who the different people are in the movie as, like, oh, well, you're kind of the Lando Calrissian, and you're kind of this or whatever. Um, and and uh, Dante's like, well, I must be the Luke Skywalker. I must be the Han Solo. And he's like, no, 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 you're really just kind of a bit player in this my whole life. So there's this whole, like, thing going on where they're, like, kind of pissed – where he's kind of pissed off throughout the movie or the making of the movie because um, he basically said he's Lobot. Uh! He's like, I don't even know. And there's, like, these two goth kids that are – it's weird. Whenever you see, like, goth kids in a movie, like, they always go, like, way overboard on, like, how much face makeup they have on and, like, the stuff they're saying. Like, I've never met I've, – I've been around a lot of goth kids and no, none of them are wearing full, like, white face makeup, you know? With, like, the black outline on their eyes and stuff. But they – so that's that whole thing. So the, the spoiler is um, while they're doing that, they get in a, in a huge fight, and Dante collapses. And throughout the movie, you see Dante's ex-wife, who is uh, – uh, what's her face? Oh, my God. I don't believe I'm forgetting her name. Uh, it's uh, Ahsoka. Rosario Dawson. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Good call. Uh, so it's Rosario Dawson, and Dante keeps talking to her throughout the movie even though she's dead. In the movie, and at the oh, at the very, hmm? oh god, they killed yeah, her off. Yeah, so like, you they don't show her die in the movie. She's just is dead, and he's like he's talking to her, and so he, so Dante collapses, and they realize, and they had hinted at it earlier in the movie when they're like talking about the other guy having a heart attack and he's like, you know, all you do is eat movie burgers and all that stuff. And he's like, yeah, I eat it with this guy. He's like, well, then you need to stop too. Kind of thing. Um, anyway, Dante ends up dying at the end and they of course do the funeral. And that's when, you know, Randall realizes that. So he ends up back with his dead wife in, in heaven. Um, Randall, it gives the, uh, the eulogy. And of course the eulogy, is he's not supposed to be – he was not the one that was supposed to be here today. And I was like, oh, because it was supposed to be you know Randall that died, but he survived. So I was like, wow, that was actually pretty deep. <laughs> like, um, And this, of course, it is hearkening back to the real world when Kevin Smith four years ago had a massive heart attack, uh, a, a Widowmaker heart attack, as they said, but he survived it, and now he's – now he's he was at 300 pounds then, and now he's at um, 180. So good job. Good yeah, he did have to go vegan to do that, though. Um, I don't know if I'd be able to survive that. So you don't know if you'd want. To. <sighs> I don't know. Vegan, I wouldn't be able to do. I really like cheese. Cheese is scrumptious. Yeah. So anyway, uh, Clerk Street it is available for free if you have stars. Um, I believe the rental is like four ninety nine or five ninety nine. If not, or you could buy it for nineteen ninety nine. Uh, I don't get any money from that, but I should. But well, I, honestly, I'm glad you told me about it because I did not like Clerks one, but I did enjoy Clerks two, and I considered paying to rent the uh, Clerks three. But now that you've told me that, I, I, I won't. 
it's if definitely it's, more if like it's a clerk. rehashing of clerks. I mean, it's not the whole thing. It's it's very very small part of that. It's just it, you just see those scenes happening as they're talking about this you know other stuff like you know I'm not the robot and meanwhile there's a the guy in the back count you know messing with eggs or spinning eggs or something. So I enjoyed it. Last, I think, right now we're done. We have one more thing. Is that Evil Dead Rise? Oh yeah, yes. All right. Well, Evil Dead Rise was actually released on March fifteenth. Um, so it's it's been out for a little while, but I finally got around to seeing it, and it's directed by Lee Cronin. It does star uh, Mirabai Peace, Richard Crouchley, Anna Marie Thomas, Lily March Sullivan. or April. March or April? It said March 15th, unless I got it wrong. I think it did a uh, limited release, and now it's... I think the, the wide release was two weekends ago, but anyway, sorry. Oh, okay. All right, so maybe it was. Um, Lily Sullivan, Noah Paul, Alyssa Sutherland, Gabriel Eccles, Morgan Davies, Nell Fisher, Billy Reynolds McCarthy, Ty Wano, Jaden Daniels, and Mark Mitchins. And it's a tale about uh, two estranged sisters whose reunion is cut short by the rise of flesh-possessing demons. Anybody who's seen an Evil Dead movie knows all about the flesh-possessing demons. Um, it, it, you know, it kind of kicks off a battle for survival as, you know, they face off against these demons and their family. Their family members. So... Ditching the campiness of Army of Darkness, of Army of Darkness and Evil Dead Two, and returning to horror, this movie was well done. I I really liked this movie. It was it was gory to a point with some comedic shock value, and it, well, and introspectively, I I realized that finding you know gore comedic may kind of indicate some psychological problem. Whatever. Um, it was somewhat suspenseful at points. It did have a nice little ending to begin the movie, followed by the 24 hours earlier marker, where the rest, <laughs> I mean, you you spent like 15 minutes at the end of the movie, and then the rest of the movie was what happened before that 15 minutes. So, um, but I, I, I mean, I really enjoyed it. It brought me back to the original. There were a couple of shout outs as well, including probably my favorite scene from Evil Dead 2. You guys have both seen Evil Dead 2, right? Yes. Not for a while, but yes. Do you happen to remember what your favorite scene in that movie was? God. I rented it at a blockbuster when I was working there, so it's been a while. Um, the first time I saw it, it made me spit my drink out. I, will not, I won't remember. It's the scene where the thing is crawling out of the basement, and they slam the, uh, they slam the trap door on its head and start jumping up and down on it. Oh, okay. Is that like the eyeball? It is the eyeball. Okay. They they uh paid homage to that scene and I freaking loved it. I and I think I was the only one in the theater who had seen Evil Dead 2 because I was laughing my ass off at this horror point of the show and nobody else in the theater was laughing. I actually had to lean over and tell Jen I'm like it's She was like, "Oh, oh okay. Okay." I was like, that's amazing. Love it. Um, but the the horror was really well done. It was suspenseful. It was creepy, and you know the the family kind of, kind of you know, bit the bullet one by one. So you know you you had you you had the almost complete body count. You know it was fun, spooky. You had the almost complete body count. Basically everything I expect from a horror version of the Evil Dead. There were only a couple of survivors. Um, and of course you had the obligatory WTF moments like, okay, so I, I'm going to ruin a little bit here, but there's the, the, the way that this thing gets released is so effing stupid. There, there was a, their apartment building is being, is going to be demoed. They all live in this shithole apartment and their building is going to be demoed. They're having to move out. Um, they find out, you know, that, you know, they talk about the, the place being haunted and how the place is built over an old bank. 
and there's a ghost that walks around and you know steals your pocket change and um then then there's then there's some kind of seismic event and they the floor cracks open and they realize that the building is in fact built directly over the bank and the bank is still there and they get into the vault area and there's this this um not a not like a shrine but kind of more of like a tomb and you know anybody who's watching it is like yeah you you probably you probably shouldn't shouldn't go in there as like there's this gigantically ornate sarcophagus and and crucifixes and all kinds of religious paraphernalia just hung around this sarcophagus, like like they're trying to keep something in, you know, very obviously. And it's like, yeah, you you, you probably sh- you probably shouldn't go in there. Um. Anyway, the one of the one of the kids of this family goes in and finds a couple of records from a priest back in the forties, I think it was. And the priest was reading from this book. The priest guess had a the... sweet vinyl collection. Yeah, guess what the book is? Would that be the uh, the Necronomicon? Yeah, it would be. And there was stuff written in the book, and the kid becomes, like, obsessed with the book. But the, but the way that this gets released is the kid is like a DJ, and so he's used to playing he's used to playing records, right? And so he pulls out the vinyl, and he, start, and he picks record number one. And record number one is the priest performing the ritual that was found in the book. So, of course, he plays the ritual over the speakers, which then, of course, awakens the spirit and releases it, right? Yeah. So that's how the spirit gets released. But the big WTF moment is there's three records labeled one, two, and three, right? The first record is the is the ritual. The second record is Baby is, Shark. Is a recording of the aftermath of the ritual. And the third record, the one that is fucking labeled number three, is the oh hey, don't do this. Don't do what I did. I made a mistake. I should never have done this. Blah 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 blah. Don't you think that should have been record number one, goddammit? Yeah, right. You should. It's like, why in the hell would you label them one, two, and three when you know damn well that people are going to play them in order? For some reason, as you were talking about that, it reminded me of that, that meme or ad, ad that had the um, fortune cookie that was open, and it said that was, the fortune said that wasn't chicken. <laughs> and like, for, just for, for some reason, it's because of the end of the meal. I don't know. But it's like, what? I mean, you know that you released this this incredible evil, and it was a huge mistake, and you should never have done it. Why in the hell would you label the records that way and let somebody play records one and two and then find out, oh, that was a fucking mistake. I probably shouldn't have done that. Dipshit. So, yeah. So there, there was there was some creative gore. It was really spooky, and I mean, I I enjoyed it a lot. And and Jen, who doesn't really watch those movies, we went and saw it together, and she she actually as well. So I mean, it, great date movie if you're looking to take your date to a, to a spooky movie where you know you might cling on to you a little bit or you know whatever. Um, but I recommend it, and it and it this was one that I actually would would probably pay to see in the theater. So I mean, maybe it's a matinee, maybe it's a maybe it's a date night kind of thing, but it, I, you know, I I think that the the price of admission is worth it. Hello, did I get cut off? Hey there. Oh, no. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Everybody I was, was silent. No. I I no, I wasn't my, actually. I wasn't actually meaning phone. to be silent. I was. I had myself muted somehow. I I double hit the button. Ah. Uh. <laughs> I definitely have to see that. I had plans on seeing that movie last week, but it did not uh, happen. Perhaps partially but, because you know I was going to be seeing it with a seeing a movies with a ten year old, so Jedi was definitely a better idea. Oh yeah, but really enjoyable. Like I said, a lot of creative gore. It was it was entertaining. It was comedic <laughs> at times, but it wasn't it wasn't really campy. They still kept the whole horror vibe. So I I appreciated that and I liked it a lot. Excellent. I think that's it. I I do think that is it. 
Uh, there will not be a Gibby Five question this week because we, well, one, we couldn't think of one. Two, uh, life was hectic as usual, so it didn't happen. But we'll it, we'll come back with one. It's getting into that crazy summertime, so. Yeah. Uh, but we will have one next week, I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure we're going to be talking about Sweet Tooth next week. Cause oh, I'm is what? that is that due out? Uh, it's been out for it came out this weekend. Oh, it season, started. Okay, season two. Yeah, so I've been I've watched the first couple episodes of that. Shit. Uh, there's something else I watched too. Oh, I watched that romantic uh, spy movie, um, Ghosted, with uh, Chris Evans and. Uh, oh, how was that? It's a. I am not completely done with it yet. I've got like an hour left, but it is a romantic. Watching. It's it's cute. All right, I might. It's the uh, same tone to that, um, whatever, that treasure hunting movie that had Sandra Bullock in it that was out recently. That was really cute. Oh, yeah, I got you. It's not as good as that, but it's, you know, same general tone, same okay. idea. And I'm going to see Guardian. Ah, yeah. Yeah, we'll talk about that next time, too. Okay, cool. Uh, what, uh, what, anyone else have anything to say? Anyone want to do hey, uh, contact Omar, how can information? I get in touch with us? Um, we are available at um, podcast.giveme5.net slash org. Oh, God. Um, Did you eat a lot of paint chips as a child? Paint chips, yes. It was paint chips. <laughs> Why do you ask? <laughs> I lived under power lines. It's okay. <laughs> it's going to be fine. You hit your head every time you get out of the car? <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> Uh, Gibby5podcast.com is where you can track us down uh, to send in an application to be the next host of the Gimme 5 podcast. Um, we'll just tell Omar that we're uh, um, recording in 2050 for the next one. Uh, anyway, uh, you can find us on Facebook uh, by searching Gimme 5 podcast. Always spell out five. And uh, that really goes anywhere. Just Gimme 5 pod, Instagram, Twitter. You can email us, gimme5podcast at gmail.com. We even have a store, which we don't talk about all that much, but we do. Uh, gimme5podcast.threadless.com. There are shirts. You can change the color of those shirts. You can get our logo on any color shirt that you want. I don't think we have thongs. Do we have thongs? We don't have thongs. We should have thongs. Um, but, uh, yeah. You should buy your mama. Maybe. Uh, anyway, that, that's all I got. All right, guys. Well, that's going to do it for tonight. Thank you for joining us. We hope you enjoyed the show again. And remember, like I always say, question isn't who is going to let me. It's who is going to let me do to them what I did to Omar last week. Oh, what you did to me last week? And that's sweet. I don't remember it, though. Yeah, that would be probably for the best. <laughs> <laughs> to attack.